Cause I'm about that just the way I look at it, I just think we've been programmed for way too long that that's the only path for success. And I just don't believe that. I believe you take your destiny in your own hands. Go take the risk. You have nothing holding sure. back. Go yeah. just screw up. This is a podcast all about business, entrepreneurship, making your passion your paycheck, people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass. On today's episode of the Now or Never podcast, we have special guest Chet Fortune, the man, the myth, the legend, the trainer to the stars here, especially in Omaha and around the Midwest from training the highest level of pro athletes to anyone who takes their fitness and health goals very seriously. An ambitious man getting ready to hopefully launch his first TV show. We get to hear all about that today. So we've got Chet Fortune in the house uh, talking all things business and entrepreneur. He has made some big changes this last year going full entrepreneur at this point in time. Um, and tell us a little bit about the story. Like, Tell us like how you started, how you got to where you are now, um, and what you're doing now. Sure. Uh, well, I'll, I'll backtrack all the way to high school. Yeah, so, there you I go. Mean, I was always kind of a, a natural born seller, you know, and that's, that's what I was good at. That's what I thought I would do after high school. I got a job with Pfizer Pharmaceuticals right out of high school. I was selling Viagra, Norvast, Zyrtec, Lipitor, had billion-dollar drugs. Oh, yeah. 19 years old, making 60000 with the company card, trips to New York, all kinds of crazy stuff. That's and the dream. <laughs> you're I 19, so. When you're 19, yeah. Right. I mean, in probably hindsight, if I oh, stayed with it, I'd be a lot better off than yeah. I was. But I, I hated the job. Yeah. You know, Honestly, I hated working with doctors. I really didn't think they were that ethical. Uh, a lot of the practices were based on what we could get them versus how effective my drug was, and that yeah. it bothered me. And then on top of that, like kind of the, the, the focus with every conversation, with every event I go to would be money-focused, yeah. what they had, what they were getting. And it just at the time, it just wasn't me. And uh, I started pursuing other things. Uh, I kind of got into management from there because, uh, I, like I said, I was a good salesperson. So I started off with collection management, uh, did that for two and a half, three years, and then got into banking, uh, managed for, I think I started off with U.S. Bank, uh, U.S. Bank for two, three years as a branch manager, no banking experience or anything like that, but I was able to take my branch from like 18th to 2nd in our division, uh, or our region, uh, so I was, I was good at that too, uh, left that for a little while to pursue entrepreneurship, uh, I always had that spirit, I went to college for business, and uh, I opened up a cleaning service. So that was kind of cool. Lifetime janitorial, you know, like got oh, yeah. a little van and yeah. all this equipment and, <laughs> and, you know, started selling my ass off. And uh, the thing about it was I hated cleaning up behind people. So it was just like, I've got the right idea, you know, yeah. but at the same time, this is not the right profession for me. Uh, so kind of worked a couple odd jobs, worked at the casino for a little while as a dealer, uh, dealt craps, roulette, everything under the sun there. It was a fun job, but it was a job. It wasn't something I saw myself doing long term. Yeah. And uh you know, the hours were terrible. So, you know, at the time I had my son, he was pretty young. So I was like, this isn't sustainable either. Uh, I got back into branch management with uh, American National, did that for a while. And it was just kind of the, the run of the sun. You're only as good as your last month type of thing. Yeah. And that always bothered me, you know, like no matter how good you did and no matter how much you brought that branch up, if you struggled for a couple months, you know, like kind of eyes were on you. Oh, uh, yeah. 
another issue I had was just meeting for meetings for meetings for meetings. Like, you know, why are we meeting? Just oh, exactly. Just, exactly. Micromanagement. <laughs> yeah. So that bothered me. And uh, so I started thinking, you know, like, hey, I, I need to do something on my own for myself. But I wasn't really quite sure what that was. Uh, I knew I was passionate about fitness. I liked working out. When I was at the casino, I'd have like four or five people follow me to the gym. And then it just kind of got me thinking like, hey, I might be able to make money doing this. You know, so I got my certification. Never wanted to work for a box gym or a global. I didn't want to do it their way. I wanted to do it my way. Yeah. And so I opened up Warrior Fitness Center June 2012. Uh, no experience, never trained. <laughs> Uh, no group experience for sure, and that's kind of how we platformed our business from the jump to get people in the door. Yeah, because it's not like a twenty four seven group, group training is a lot easier to pull in that first dollar. That's for sure. Oh, for yeah. sure. especially when nobody knows who you, know you are. are. Yeah. yeah, you throw a group on out, and you know people come. <laughs> but uh, did that for a long time. Loved it. Uh, the overhead killed us. We just had the wrong business plan to begin with. We started off. Uh, three trainers coming together. Uh, we'd all rent space and, and kind of go that way. And it turned into more so one person wasn't the business-minded person. He was kind of a trainer. People should show up, and I train them, and, yeah. and just no business background. So that kind of fell through. It ended up being me and my other partner. Real good business guy, real good guy, could sell. But he started a nonprofit at the same time. So that nonprofit, unfortunately, you know, community-driven, it, it, it took a lot from him. So, yeah. so for the last five, six years, it became one person running this 5,000-square-foot building, yeah. And it, it was difficult, you know, uh, because I love the training aspect and I love dealing with people, helping people through their transitions. But at the same time, you know, like trying to carry on the business and the operation end, it just was it was it was too much for me at the time. But, yeah. Uh, so I kind of last October started looking at some some opportunities. It was actually February because I knew we were going to close doors in October. We weren't going to yeah. uh, try to renew our lease or anything like that. We were actually trying to get out of our lease at the time. And uh, so Union Pacific had a, a job opening as a train dispatcher, and you know it was kind of one of those jobs that you could retire from. You oh, had yeah. that security, you know. Oh, and yeah. I'm thinking like, ah, oh, I could still do my my passion on the side more so as a hobby, and it could it could be money, but I could still help people and do something I enjoy. Yeah. And then I've got the security blanket. So started off going through that process, and I mean, shortly after realized like, dude, this is not going to be me. <laughs> you know, like this is, this is a great job, great opportunity, great company. I've never heard anything, anybody say many things that are bad about Union Pacific. But at the same time, like through that process, I just realized, uh, you know, management still has a way of controlling it. I got the vibe that you should be proud to work here. You know, like you're lucky to have a job with us. Oh, when, yeah. when really these organizations, you know, like you're lucky to have great People. Employees, people. yeah, because people are the only thing that matters. That's what makes day, the company. And that's it. It doesn't mean you could have the worst location, the worst whatever, but if you have the best person behind the counter, you could turn that into an A class location. But you know, people are the only asset that makes a damn bit of difference, in my opinion. And I think a lot of yeah. bigger companies lose sight of that. Very much, like so. you said, with the banks when you have down months, you Pacific. Like, how old were you? How old were you when you left uh, doing pharmaceutical sales? Uh, 2021. See, that's that's crazy. That, that speaks a lot to your character, though. Yeah. In 2021, like, I mean, I was like, okay, how do I get my next case of beer? <laughs> I got four bucks, you yeah. know? And But to make that decision to leave that kind of financial security to jump to something else to sure. get more passion, that's that's huge. I mean, do you... I don't think we see that a lot in a lot of 20, 21-year-old kids. I mean, like it just is that just from your upbringing, you think, that why you were able to... No, I think, you know, like my dad, he never was like a, a risk taker. Like yeah. he was kind of like, he was in the Air Force and, 
in the safe mode. I mean, he's the yeah. type, even right now, every time I see him, hey, drive safe, make sure you get home, call me, text me, you know, like <laughs> yeah. everything, when I call, everything all right. You know, like, <laughs> so like, because of that, I think I kind of was completely the opposite, yeah. you know, like like going into my outlook and, and working was just like, I want to be, I'm going to be that risk taker, you know, because like there's reward and risk. We had a, a good family friend uh, that used to work for him in the Air Force. And I remember at one point uh, she wanted him to leave the Air Force to kind of join forces with her. They were doing the same thing, but, you know, privately yeah. instead of for the Air Force. And uh, he didn't go. She took that route. And she's, she's kind of like a second mom to me. Yeah. Uh, but five years later, she sold the Blackstone Group for about $10 million. So, you oh, know, like man, that, that yeah. kind of was like an eye opener, too, oh, because yeah. we, I saw that whole process, yeah. you know, from fruition. And, and uh, you know, from, from things like that happening, it just it pushed me to know that, hey, if, if you really believe in what you're doing, you're good at it, you have a passion for it, and people believe in you, you can make it happen. Yeah. And so, like, like I said, you know, after high school, like, even though I had that security blanket and that good job, that good profession, and, you know, like, I'm making good money, especially for a 19-year-old, uh, I just knew long-term, like, I got to do something I enjoy, and that meant yeah. more to me, you know, than anything else, so... Well, so you have a lot of family pride when it's your own. You know what I mean? Like your kids, your 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 family, like it's your own business, it's your name, it's your sweat on your back. I mean, right. literally, like I see your marketing, and we'll get a little more into that, but it's it's you. They're buying you. And I right. think that's what's awesome about it, especially when you have a strong personality. And I like that, you know, like it's you know, getting away. We talked about this previously in another podcast with Mike Giovanni and also with um Mindy Harley, who actually used to be a, a dealer at a casino too. So it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's this this day is insane. Um but you know, leaving something that, that was maybe a good check to do something more that you have a passion that you believe in. I oh, think yeah. you know it's again we're ingrained in the system to um, do what we have to do to get the check, regardless right. of what it is we're doing. And right. I, that's, I think we, you and I have spoken that personally about even like college debt. Yeah. Like, um, you went to college, you did the route. Sure. And you, 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 you did the debt, and so did I right. in business, and I'm still paying mine. Yeah. I don't know if you're still paying yours, but for I'm life. <laughs> for life. But, you know, I think that it inhibits people from being able to take those leaps and those bounds. And I think it takes even more fortitude to make that leap when you have those financial obligations. Oh, yeah. I know for us, having family and having six kids, it, it's, it's scary. Um, and watching you do that, you in Pacific, yeah, that's that, that's the retirement job, right, you know. Yeah. But if if you you don't wake up in the morning excited to go, I mean, shit, life's too short, you know. Yeah. You got to jump to something that makes you want to get out of bed, and oh, yeah. you can't wait. Like I, I'm excited for Mondays, right? Because I get to get back in the office to get caught up, get my stuff done, get see what the week's gonna bring, the plan, and. I spent way too many years being like, oh shit, it's Monday. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta go to work, and, and I don't. I guess I really don't get a day off, but I get excited because I get to see everybody on Monday. That's what I do. You sure. Know? And that's, I think what, and you said too, you're helping people make those transitions. I mean, I've seen you train people everywhere from young to sixty plus. Right. I mean, is it just do you have a clientele you search for? Or you just look for anybody who's willing to take it seriously, or what, what do you? Uh, look for? I mean, you know, like as. As a business owner, I think you kind of you have the clientele that will come and pay you and be consistent and yeah. you know like that's more important people that are you know consistent yeah because you want to be consistent for them you want them to buy into what you're feeding them and you know like I like those stories of you know the the people that need to lose a hundred pounds I also like working with world class athletes you know oh so, yeah oh yeah so like I don't like to close the door and you know like just put myself in one market you know like and I know like as as any successful business would do you have your target demographic that you kind of go after. But, uh, you know, yeah, I've been able to kind of be successful with everybody in between, you know, and I, I have that niche for working with athletes because I can motivate them from a physical standpoint. I think, yeah. you know, like my first NFL athlete, Kenny Anatolu, he kind of uh, popped in, he had a bicep injury. 
uh, was coming back on a contract year and, you know, saw me do some things that year that kind of intrigued him from just fitness videos, working out, doing some stuff he couldn't do. So he was just like, hey, let me reach out. I remember him back from UNO days. Yeah. Let me see what he's doing. So we worked with him uh, over the summer, uh, got him a few contract offers. He turned, turned them all down because he even realized, you know, my health and my kids, I've made enough money to be successful for the yeah. rest of my life. And, you know, like it's just not worth risking, you know, that next play could be my last play. That next play, I might not walk off the field. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now I feel great. You know, I know that I could play if I want to, but at the same time, you know, like my kids and family and building, you know, my life after football is more important to me. So, you know, like I love I love those stories. But like yeah. I said, I love the, the the people that come to me because they've got diabetes and they have no other choice but to be there. You know, like, yeah, they're all great stories. So how does that affect your family life with, you know, the kids and the family as far as transitioning from the paycheck to it's it's all chat. Sure. Like how does how does that how do you guys handle that? Like, uh, I mean, I guess she's been pretty supportive uh, over over the years. My kids are completely understanding because you know a lot of times I'm gone. You're you're at the mercy of everybody else's schedule when you're a personal trainer. You know? Yeah. And typically that's hours before and after work. You know where the kids are at school most of the day. So there's a lot of days where they see me. You know an hour before they go to sleep or yeah. You know. Uh, early in the morning, right before they go to school, if I have some, some late uh, clients that day or something like that. But, I mean, you, you find time to spend time and devote to them. And I think, I think in the end, they know what I'm, I'm after. And, you know, my kids have been completely understanding and supportive, too. You know, during the summer when they get more time, I try to, try to I guess, feed them into, you know, my joy of, yeah. of fitness and try to do some things with them. But, you know, like, yeah, that's all you can do is really find time outside of your time you know, to devote to them. Well, it's funny because, I mean, it's, it's, we, we've tried to, like, we've been in passion. We've both competed, and it's been our thing since we met. And so we, we try not to force it on our kids. Yeah. But at the same point, we're around it all the time, so oh, we yeah. want our kids. So it was, it's like our 19-year-old our when she was, what, 15, 16? Like, come to the gym with us. Yeah. You know, yeah. My headphones aren't, I can't find my headphones. Sure. This is off the track. <laughs> I got to go to the back. I got to <laughs> drink. And I'm like, so we're like, let's not push it. And so my 13-year-old son... I haven't pushed it. I tried a little bit. And he's like, come on, hit the weights this summer. I'm like, right. praise Jesus. <laughs> Less, yes. I'm like, I'm not trying to get too geeked out. But, you know, I'm like, yes. You know, because right. now it's, 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 that's my thing. You know, yeah. it's always been my thing since I was a kid. And, um, and now that she she's transitioning out of her, she's had a steady paycheck her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's transitioning into personal training full time. Sure. In all of the companies. And, uh, I mean, it's scary. Like, her, oh, yeah. she, like I, I'm cooler because I've done this for a while. But... I'm kind of let, let her do her thing, and now she's, I mean, you speak on that. I mean, With you, I guess, mm-hmm. advice that you would have, um, me being a new, I guess, entrepreneur, sure. coming from that corporate world, that solid paycheck, transitioning into an entrepreneur, what mm-hmm. advice do you have, I guess? I mean, I think, you know, like when you're on your own as a personal trainer, like you have that... Like, you want to be nice to everybody. You don't want to be too pushy. And then it's funny because, like, when you work for big organizations and, like, you might be commission-based or commission might be the majority of your paycheck, Mm -hmm. you're a lot more persistent when you're working for another organization. And it's, like, stuff that you don't even care about. Like, you know, it's insurance sales or whatever, you know, like, and I don't care about insurance, but (laughs) I need that money, so I'm going to push it on you. And then when you do it on your your own, you know, as a personal trainer, you sometimes you lose that persistence because you're so much so worried about that personal experience and, yeah. you know, like having a good yeah. relationship with that person. You don't want to be pushy. You don't want to seem like that type of, you want to be the trainer, you know, yeah. but as a business person, you have to be the salesperson first. And, you know, like with clients, like I always know that, 
you know, these, some of these clients are paying four, five, six hundred dollars a month. Like, I'm not going to have, you know, that's not sustainable. Yeah. They're not going to pay me six hundred bucks a month for the next. So you're always kind of looking for that next that client. next client, yeah. you know. And uh, and you know, like just as long as you're taking care of your clients and they're getting progress from it, a lot of times, you know, word of mouth is strongest form of marketing. And you know, they'll they'll come in the door, and you just gotta you gotta stick with it, you know. And as a personal trainer, I'm a big advocate of you need to play the part, you know. Like I'm yeah. just like we were talking yeah. about doctors earlier, like you know, like personal trainer like and it doesn't mean you have to be in perfect shape because you know my old partner Patrick he'll be the first to tell you like you know like I have my on and off moments you know where I'm I'm off track and I'm on track but there's clients that love that you know they they like that inconsistency too because it's more relatable you know like like not everybody is in show shape or ever going to be in a stage shape and you know they like seeing people that kind of look like them and have their own struggles too so I like persistence consistency you know just just putting as much content out you know like in today's world, you know, like having social media, yeah, it's it's just night and day from what it used to be to have to you know sell yourself. Yeah, do you see? Do you find yourself getting as much from social media as you do word of mouth, or they kind of just combine together? Is it? I mean, it's. It, I can see a lot of like, hey, check out my guy Chet. Mm-hmm. Check him out. Check out his Instagram. He's got a cool video. Because we're trying to figure out with her, like, okay, she's just now going to start marketing her personal training business. Right. Like, okay, wh- how do we do this? Like, I, right. I'm not a personal trainer. Yeah, I've done diet plans and stuff, but I hate it. So yeah. I guess I, I guess when I was coached, they told me to eat this. I ate it. And people are pickier than me. So, but yeah. you know, we're trying to figure out with her, like, you know, best ways. Okay, should we do some video content? Some social media? Is it? Is it you know, like what's the best way? Because we're gonna be doing a lot of mailers and stuff for the gyms we own yeah. Iron Heaven. But at the same point, okay, okay, what works? Because it's not. I I'm never one of those. Like I'm good at what I do. Sure. But I'm, you know, you know, owning a gym business. I'm good at that. I'm good at running Rex Nutrition franchises. But I'm also not an egotistical. Point. I'm always looking for like who. Who's doing it right? You yeah. know what I mean. I'm always. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm just trying to make a role better. Right. You know. So like, we're looking at what you're doing. I'm like, let's do that. You know, he, he's got it. You know, let's do that. Like, let's still let's shadow him. You know, because I've seen your stuff just sure. immediately make waves. And do you find it's kind of a combination, like a multifaceted approach? Is- the content's got. I mean, like nowadays, the content has to be there. And you know, like social media is almost more important than the website itself these days. Yeah. Uh, and then just honestly, there's certain things that I know are effective that you know, like I started off because like. Now, like, I've kind of got a little track history. You know, I've gotten a chance to work with some athletes that have kind of put my name out there. Yeah. And uh, so now when I say, hey, you know, come train with me, they at least have an idea of who I am. Yeah. So it's a little easier of a sell, you know. But when I first started off, uh, you know, it was a lot of, I was a lot more active then. You know, it was just like, I'd, yeah. I'd have, like, I'm doing a free community event uh, on the first Sunday of each month uh, in Stinson Park starting next month. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something I did, you know, like when I first opened up and then I stopped. Because I, I started getting busy. I started working with some athletes. I started traveling. Yeah. And then I stopped that. But, I mean, that was kind of bro- what broke my mold of, you know, like actually getting some progression to some consistent clients. Because although it was free and I'm giving up my own time, I had 60, 70 people that were a lending ear. You know, and that was 60, 70 people that were there for fitness, interested in fitness, that I could hand out cards yeah. and everything too. And I've, I've slacked. You know, like honestly, I was just thinking about that probably two, three days ago. Like, like, why don't I always have business cards on me? And why am I like sales one one? Always hand it out. Everybody you meet needs to have a card of yours. We, you know? we just had that conversation yeah. a week ago. Also, like, he's got a card. I'm like, oh, my wife does. She goes, yeah. no, I don't. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah. so we end up grabbing one of right. our manager's cards. They're like, well, I want to talk, you know, you guys are the yeah. owners. I'm like, yeah. All right, yeah. go back to school. <laughs> go back to the basics because you never would have caught me without a business card. No, not started. at all. I was like force feed, like, take, take this. Yeah. When we first opened up Iron Heaven, I can say this. I won't say what gym we were at. 
Because I, I go to all the gyms in town, I support all their businesses because sure. they all support my nutrition stores. So, and I have multiple gym memberships. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what I spend on gym memberships in a month, you could blow on an 18 hole round of golf. Sure. And, 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 and drinks and a cart. So, yeah. like, for me, it's, it's not a thing. You can have multiple, change up the scenery, whatever side of town you're on. But mm-hmm. we went to, and I loved it because she, like, we, we put her entire 401k on the start of the gym. That's basically what we did when she left her last job. Oh, wasn't that? Yeah. yeah okay. So, because you know, I have my money. I was, I was doing. I, I blow. I open a new damn store every week. I can't help myself. <laughs> so, so she, it was a lot. It was her money. It was a big loan. And so seeing the change in her, because we go to another gym. Yeah. We're like, um, what was it? Uh, oh, somebody. She goes to give a card. She goes, "You need to come check out Iron Hammer." She goes, um, "My company pays my bill." She goes, "Well, you have a friend that doesn't have that." And right. Like, that's she right. Looks that's at right. it yeah. uncomfortably. You know. Yeah. Like take take that card. Yeah. Like they're not walking yeah. out. I'm like. I'm like, slow your roll a little bit. She goes, she goes, hell no, that's my 401k. Like, yeah. we're, we're, you know, and yeah. it, it was, it's fun. And I told her, I'm like, look at us now. We're not carrying cars. We're nowhere near where we want to be. But right. see, the basics, I think, work. I mean, just, it's all handshake business in my opinion. Absolutely. So, I mean, how old are you, Chet? 35. At 35, jumping on his own. We're, we're, I'm 38, you're 37. You just left the corporate world for the first time in your adult career yeah. to train full time. And contrary to probably, we're not rich. We got six kids. So, um, <laughs> I mean that's huge, but that's a you're gonna be a huge role model for moms right. and women who want to still. I mean, what would you say, moms who want their ass back? I don't yeah. know if we can put that on a bumper sticker or not, but moms um, that want their booty back. Moms who want their booty or back. Their beach back. I mean, what kind of courage does that take? Um, I guess a lot. <laughs> um, it's there's a lot of fear with it. Um, putting myself out there is not easy for me. Um, I, it is. Once I'm comfortable and I get to know people, I think I first met you doing F&I when I worked for Dylan Brothers um, eight years ago, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I had really found myself there because I had to put myself out there every single day. Then I transitioned into an office job where I kind of pulled back. And now I'm trying to find that again and that outgoing personality in myself. Um, Around my friends, I can do that. Around new people, I'm just like, Okay, I'll just stand back here. So, so now it's like okay, trying to push myself and push that comfort zone is um, a little bit difficult. Even competing, um, getting up on stage and competing was something I never thought I would do. Um, it's and you won. And I won. <laughs> you had to get on that. Um, you won. I mean, you I, were a mom in her mid thirties who went up there and, for lack of a better term, you kicked ass. Own I did. it. I um, met a trainer in a gym one day, and I was just trying to find something. I'm a very goal-driven person, which is, I think, why my previous job at Dylan Brothers worked so well, because I was an F&I, and I had a goal every month. And if I have that goal, I can crush it. Um, So now I'm trying to transition that into my personal training um, career, and that's like, okay, how do I even get started with that goal? I think that's where I'm finding, okay, what goal do I want with that? Mm-hmm. Where where do I start? How do I even get to that goal? So, um, but personal or fitness and competing, I had met a trainer in a gym. I had turned 30 previously or a few years prior to that. The weight was just not, before that I could eat whatever I wanted to. And yeah. I taught Zumba for years. Um, and I had stopped doing that. And I'm like, okay, I need something new. And I'm like, he's like, have you ever thought about competing? I'm like, 
No. <laughs> What's that What's mean? The, yeah, and he that? showed me a picture. I'm like, okay, I want to look like that. And he showed me a picture of a bikini girl. And as we were getting into it, my structure is more figure driven. So I'm like, all right. And just even holding up that swimsuit or that figure suit, I'm like, I have to walk in front of people in right. this? <laughs> no. There's the rest. <laughs> um, but ended up finding a confidence in that that I never thought I would. And that was kind of amazing and love the the fitness and nutrition aspect and the sport of it um so trying to put that into my that passion into my paycheck so but you know i think that's it you know like you, oh, you yeah. asked me how to sell and I, I mean people have to hear that story oh yeah and like you know like i told about social media like i've got a creative development team that's been helping me for the past you know six weeks and a lot of the direction that he's taken from content perspective, from what we want to do from the rebuild of our the website and uh, even this community event is is they don't want to hear about, you know, like the Arnold. Like the Arnold's a good story. You win yeah. that, it's a great story. But the entrepreneur, how you got there is a better story. Oh, yeah. You know, so like if they can tie in, people don't buy products or services, they buy people. Yeah. So, oh, you know, like people hearing that story, you know, like, oh, if she did it, I can do it, you know, and then. That's what's going to drive those clients because yeah. I could I could tell you nine times out of ten that stay at home mom clientele is going to be into you more than they are into me. They're going to be a lot more comfortable with that. So they just need to hear that story. Yeah. What was it? The first story. client she got, she comes home. She's like, I've got X. I won't say her name. She's sixty five. She had triplets and she wants to look good. Right. Blah blah blah. Jacked up. I'm like, you're the person that can relate to that. Sure. I, I can't. What am I going to say? Like, no matter what happens right. to me, I can't get birth. So I automatically don't qualify to get up to yeah. your level. So I, mean, I could have my leg cut off and it wouldn't matter because I can't get birth. So, um, but you know, <laughs> you can relate in a way that I don't think other people could. And mm -hmm. I think that's where people relate to all business owners. You know, that it's when people find out, like, a lot of our personal stories that, you know, like, hey, <laughs> I was homeless at 19, yeah. sleeping in the back of my car. That's when I and uh, my buddy Mike that was did an interview with us and like we started for our first lawn service we were going to break into the computer lab print off free flyers we didn't have any money <laughs> and legally put them in mailboxes so it's a good thing the statute of limitations is over <laughs> uh, but you know that's what we had to do to hustle and to, to get here and then people found out how now that I was delivering pizza at night when I first started Rexius two master's degrees and I'd close up at eight o'clock and I'd go deliver pizza for three hours mm -hmm. and Shane my business partner would work concrete construction four o'clock in the morning until nine and change clothes in the back of the shop and go to work and that's what we had to do and you know there's no trust fund behind this mm -mm. i mean it would have been nice to have one <laughs> so if i got any rich uncles out there that want to leave me a bunch of money that's totally cool but you know and that's and i think but it also changes our perspective with our kids as a parent yeah especially an entrepreneur that we like i want to give them a leg up but mm -hmm. never a handout because i believe the handouts inhibit them from really finding what their passion is you know Absolutely. there's always a safety blanket you're never going to really take the risk and you'll never be all in. Right. You know what I mean? You got to jump all in. And right. that's like with her, I, I know how she is with people and how she does with training um, and seeing the empowerment we have. I mean, we both have come from rough paths that, you know, the stage and competing and bodybuilding gave us just a power. Right. You know, and I think that's what I love about the health industry. I've said it before, is seeing how look good, feel good is an expression for a reason. You know, yeah. seeing that power, somebody can walk into a job interview or face an ex or, you know, get through a, a bad time in their life or like, oh, I look good. I'm going to sure, own yeah. that shit. I mean, that's that's yeah. a huge thing. And I think for women, specifically for you, um, a lot of moms get lost in their kids. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's very easy. I mean, we have a two-month-old. I'm extremely lost in, <laughs> in him and why I didn't have business cards on me because transitioning into a diaper bag, I'm like, I can't take everything. Right. <laughs> you know, so I mean, just figuring that out. Um, 
but it's very easy to. What was the picture he posted of you on Instagram yesterday? Baby in the carrier while you're personal (laughs) training somebody on the machine in the gym. That speaks, that's a thousand words. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it. I mean, I don't even have anything to do with feeding him during the night. And I, I'm just waking up listening to you, and I'm like, I'm so tired. I need, like, two bang energy drinks. You can't even consume that. Like, you're doing this all natural. Yeah. Like, I know, I mean, if men had to give birth, we, we, the, pop, the world would have ended a long time oh, ago. Yeah. It goes I mean, back to what you had said about um, living out how, what, you know, you're, if you're a trainer, fit the part. Right. Um, I don't want to be a trainer that is overweight or not in shape and so I'm like all right I finally I didn't get a workout for so long because of fertility treatments and then a high-risk pregnancy so now that yeah. I'm able to I'm like oh I'm all in if yeah. I can get everything else to fall back in line I'll be happy <laughs> it'll but, get there yeah, yeah. but I think that's what we find it's 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 twofold people who've never been in shape or people who were in shape and let it go and it's so hard to start it is. and I think them watching the journey as we do it is half the battle because I mean sure. I got my 20 year reunion coming up this year which makes me feel really old and my 10 year reunion is right when I first got Facebook and somebody posted a picture of me at 340 pounds <laughs> yeah. I look I'm like who ate yeah. me <laughs> who is that very large you know Michelin man looking kid looks like me and that's when I'm like okay this is done right that's done you know I just I don't want to be that and I think I told her now I'm like I just I don't have to be stage lane but I told her, we go on vacation, our goal is that people, if we tell people we own a gym, Iron Heaven, yeah. and we own Rexy's Nutrition Stores, right. they're like, okay, cool. I, get I don't it. want that. Yeah. Uh, of course you do. Yeah. You know, you know, you know it's yeah. the same thing as going to a doctor that's 100 pounds overweight. This is good for your cholesterol. Really, homie? Right. right. I mean, you know yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, and that's the, I mean, that's the thing. Like, let's be honest, like, all of our daughter's friends used to follow her on Instagram because she was the hot mom. There's some pride in that. <laughs> that way is awkward, and I had to scare the hell out of those boys. It's like tattooed and big, but. That that's I think that's the goal. I think you can be the goal for what they want to achieve at that age, mm-hmm. and you own it. Yeah, you know, right. so I'm working on that. Yeah. So what's your big goals? Like, what's what's the future hold for Chet? Like, what what's your what's your I mean, short term, long term? What what do you want? Uh, I mean, short term, I'm kind of doing it. You know, like I've kind of got a team. You know, yeah. the first thing was building the the team because even though and it's a hard sell because right now it's just like there's not much there. And when you talk about a personal brand, okay, like, what, what are you selling? You know, so, like, when people visit my website or they visit my social media, like, he's a personal trainer, but what's, is he just selling personal training? Is he selling online programs? So, short term, I'm kind of doing that. I've got my team built. That's a, a great team, loyal. Uh, I know they have the same vision as me, and they don't look at the short term goal. Like, you know, like, my creative development team, he's doing projects for Union Pacific and OPPD and companies like that. And then nice, he's, yeah. he's doing stuff for me in his own time. And sometimes I feel like, am I working hard enough? Because he'll send me like, you know, sales matrix and all these, you know, analysis that they did. And I'm like, where are you finding the time to do this? Because I haven't even done it for myself. So like, you know, short term, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. Uh, I'd say in the next five years, my, my ultimate goal is to have a, a TV show. So like right now, that's kind of our whole thing is getting the content and everything to look uniform and put yeah. together, polished. So that way, when we do a pilot, we're looking at about a nine-month uh, time frame of doing our first pilot. Nice. And uh, like my idea is kind of like the doctors, yeah. but you know, with, with fitness trainers, with trainers. Cool. Yeah. So like right now, we're trying to put every all the puzzles to pieces together so we can have a, a polished content from social media, from the website, and then actually put a show together. And then that that'd be you know what I want to do ideally. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. That's like that's why this entire podcast, YouTube series, this started. So this has sure. been my goal. 
is that, you know, motivational speaking, business speaking specifically has been my passion for like forever. Like when she, she met me, she was like, I, I, I do all these speaking engagements, all this stuff. And then I kind of stopped and she was like, why? I'm like, I just don't have the time. Like yeah. I have so many businesses. And so now I'm making moves to, to make it so I can get back to doing it. Speaking of the health expo last year, everybody else is nervous. I'm yeah. like, give me the mic. Right. I don't care. Yeah. And I'm doing one for free up in Norfolk just because it's something I'm passionate about is keeping kids healthy and safe and athletes. And that's, you know, so I'm, of course I invite other people and they're like, yeah, are you going to, you're going to be like the main, main one though, right? Yeah. Yes. It's, I'll have them for you. It's not a problem. But, you know, and I, so I bought all these, these microphones, you know, we, we're using right now and all this, I bought all this crap. Right. So I started my little podcast last year. I got one episode that didn't sound like I was screaming at an iPhone from 30 feet away. <laughs> that one did really well. Um, the rest of my, I don't know how to use this stuff. I'm, right. I'm researching it. It's just not enough hours. And so I had all this stuff. And then my buddy, Chad behind the camera over there, Chad and I've been friends since we were about six years old, uh, Chad Cunningham and, 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 and he, we met last year. We were about doing some other projects for the gym, and it just mm-hmm. fell through. And he contacted me a while back. He's like, "You need to do this YouTube thing. You got to do this podcast thing. Like this whole bit." I'm like, "So glad you called me because right. I've got all these microphones. I got all this shit, <laughs> and I have no idea how to use any of it. But I read yeah. all the reviews, and I bought all this crap. Right. And, and but it's something that I wanted to do. And I'm like, you know, if I told her, you know, we we talked about proposal, and Brittany's like, well, let's just do it. I'm gonna sure. jump. I'm gonna do it. And there's no guarantees of anything coming out of this. And like all these companies, and I just I love seeing people take take their future in their own hands, you know, right. make their passion, their paycheck, you know, they got the hustle. They should be able to get the money. You know what I mean? They should have the opportunity. Yeah. And I think people just don't know how, yeah. especially in the Midwest. And we even talked about, you know, eventually maybe I might live here. I want to live someplace with more. Right. But, you know, you look at all your big gurus are on the coast. I just can't relate to that. It's in the Midwest. We got to be able to deal with all businesses and seven feet of snow to 95 degrees and 99% humidity. And, 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 you know, we don't, we're just in a different economic structure. We can't charge, we can't charge here what you could charge on the coast for personal training or my buddy's a tattoo artist. Like we have just a different economy here. And, and I see all these young entrepreneurs, you see them in the gym all the time. Every kid's coming out with a new clothing line and that's Mm -hmm. great. But I'm like, I, what do you, they don't know how to do it. Not here. And I think that that's what I want to get from this. And that's, it was funny. Chad came up and he just jumped out on his own. And I'm like, let's do this shit. Right, you know, yeah. like, you know how to use this stuff? Cool. I've got a box full of microphones. <laughs> He's like, you got some great stuff. I'm like, I know, right? I, can, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to use any of it. And um, and it and it's and that that's that. Uh, 38. Like I told my kids, like I go, I'm I'm just beginning. Yeah. My ambition is much bigger than I, my ambition. Writes checks that my bank account can't cash. That's true. <laughs> but you know, just finding where my passion is, and that, like you know, it, it's now or never. Yeah. Either do it now, it's never going to happen. There's no guarantee that there is ever going to be a tomorrow. And you might as well, you know, if you're going to go through life, you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way. Otherwise, we are just wasting our damn time. Sure. So, yeah. You got to make a jump. Got to make a you jump. Got to make a it, jump. It's, you're doing, you're living proof. I mean, the fact that you did it at 2021 from a huge financial position multiple times. Yeah. I mean, with family and stuff. You with know, like family. Uh, and then yeah. it is, and yeah. it does tie you down. But I also, at the same point, I think we all want our kids to live a life that where they have purpose and passion meets together and right. they can make an income at the same time and enjoy that kind of freedom. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody want to our kids stuck in a job they hate when they're our age. So if we can teach them now by example, that's huge. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can only show that by example. You can't really teach it. Right. So, I mean, that's, and that's why my kids, I want them to get good grades. The same point, I want them to be them. Yeah. So my 13-year-old asked, can I have a YouTube channel? And they're not, oh, they were 12 or 11. I'm like, 
Yeah, your birthday now was this year. <laughs> right. But you know why? Own it. Like, you want to be a yeah. programmer? Do it. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. He's like, show me all the video game stuff or mine something or other. I'm like, that's awesome. Right. But he's like, you know what that is? I have no clue. Nope. <laughs> but, but you own it, kids. You know, yeah. you do you. And, and, and it's in my one daughter, she's, she's maybe not the best at school. You know, but she's got a mouth, and she's argumentative. And she, I go, listen, get the grades because you need to be a lawyer, right? Yeah, because you just want to argue with people. You might as well get paid to do it. She's right. like, that's what I'm gonna do. So right. she told everybody for the last three years, I'm gonna be a lawyer. I'm like, you're gonna be the best right. damn lawyer on the planet. Yeah, so whatever you do, love it. I mean, they say, learn the job, love the job, own the job. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm gonna work for a big, and I know what she said, I'm gonna work for a big uh, law firm. No, 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 no. you're search your own damn law firm. That's right. I don't care what you do, but own it. Uh, working at Warrior, I mean, the first few years, like it was just kind of. Learning as you go, you yeah. know, and it oh, was yeah. just it was just making a lot of mistakes, and you know, like the money would be good, and then it'd be bad, and then it'd be good. Yeah. And I, I think that turning point for me was I think we'd been open about two years. Uh, it was it was all in one summer? It just kind of started rolling for me. So like uh, I posted about it today, but it, it was this month. It was April of oh, 2014. Nice. Uh, Shape Magazine. They had a little contest. I hadn't heard from like I applied and put in my picture or whatever like six months prior. And then in April, they reached out and said, hey, you know, we want to select you as one of our 50 hottest trainers. So that magazine cover led to, uh, or not cover, but magazine uh, entry led to an Omaha uh, newspaper article. That Omaha newspaper article opened the door to a lot more clients reaching out. And then it was, it was prior to that summer, it was about, I think it was uh, Terrence Crawford fought uh, Gamboa. Yeah, fought Gamboa in Omaha, and I remember going with one of my friends and and looking at him and saying, you know what? Like I know I've only been in business for two years, but I guarantee I'm going to be training him one day. And he just looked at me like, whatever, you know. Like yeah. we left the fight, and it was it was July of that summer. I reached out uh, to I knew one of his coaches, Red Spikes. Reached out to Red, and I was just like, hey, you know, like I love the opportunity for Terrence just to come to my gym. And my mindset was just. Get him in the gym. That's good exposure for my gym. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking that like long term he'd be like a, a client. I, I thought he already had his team together. He's a world champion. He doesn't need me. Uh, so he was just like, you know, you need to reach out to Terrence directly. You know, just just shoot him a message. And I'm thinking like, whatever. You know, like inbox him on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever. So you know, I send him a message through Facebook anyway. And I'm like, hey, come out to my gym. You know, just try out a session. If you like it, you know, like nothing to lose but your an hour of your time. You know, let me yeah. do some work. Yeah. So he came out. He was like, sure. You know. Came out and he was like, "Hey, I want to come back on Friday." I'm like, "All right, cool." You know, so like he came back out on Friday and he was like, "Well, what's it gonna take to bring you to camp? We leave in a week." And so like that was kind of the turning oh, point shit. Okay, for where yeah. it really just like God, I'm good at this. You know, and I, like and when when I got to training camp, you know, like sitting probably two weeks uh, two weeks into training camp, sitting with one of the other coaches, the head coach Bomack. You know, he kind of looked at me and was like, "Like, did you ever think you you'd be here?" You know, like working with. He was like, "We're the number one." Uh, boxing team in the, in the world right now. He was like, you ever think you'd be to this level? You know, and I was like, absolutely. And I told him the story oh, about yeah, Justin. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it was like one of those things that you manifest it. You know, like like I, I knew that I wanted to run a gym. I didn't want to work for somebody. I didn't know the blueprint to it, you know, but oh, yeah. but I talked about it. I talked about it to my friends and family, if they believe me or not. I do that. And then the same thing with, you know, like working with a world-class athlete was just like, you, you have to manifest it, believe you can, and then put everything into that, you know, and eventually, you know, take those risks. Cause like red telling me, Hey, reach out to him, you know, through Facebook, like, yeah, they're like, whatever. Like he's not, so he's ignored. Not also, I'm, I, oh, yeah, also, I'm a groupie. I'm sending a message. Right. I, never, I never be this guy. Well, it was funny. Cause we were on a flight back from uh, Florida. I think so. 
one of, we're looking at for franchise stores, and we ended up going to first class. Yeah. Now, don't think I'm high fangle people. I'm scared <laughs> to death of flying, so I try to go to the spot with the least amount of turbulence because I'm a hot zoo, and they give me free drinks. So that way, <laughs> so we're there, and all of a sudden, Terrence Crawford sitting right behind us, yeah. and I'm geeking out because yeah. I'm a sports fanatic, and I'm like, "This is Tiba Crawford." Right. She's like. Who is that? I go, oh, my God, watch some sports, girl. Yeah. So I pull out my phone, pull out my Instagram, that's yeah. him. She goes, oh. So we finally, I don't want to bother him because yeah. he's tired. And we've been a lot of celebrities been flying. Sure. And she knows most of them. And this one, I was like, come on, it's Omaha. Yeah. We're flying into Omaha to Epley. And he gets up right where we're getting up because we get out first. I'm like, what's up, champ? He yeah. kind of looks at me like, oh, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I just want to say, you know, Congratulations, right. you know, sir. Blah blah blah. Shook his hand like I'm Tim Rex. He goes, "You're the nutrition guy." I'm yeah. like, Terrence Crawford knows, knows who me. I am. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen you on TV and the radio, yeah. whatever. Yeah. We start talking about how we were competing, and he goes, "Oh, that's my boy. He competes. That's Chet. Yeah. Chet, 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 Chet owns that." Yeah. I'm like, that's "Okay, funny. cool." Yeah, it turns out that we ended up talking to him for quite a while and got some pictures with him. And yeah. I think we've flown on the same flight with him now like two or three times, and and just nicest guy on the planet, honestly. But he's he's a private jet private jet style now. Yeah, you know? <laughs> let, me let, you, let me let you know. Yeah, I'm like, figured probably so, but he was talking. He goes, "You guys got five kids?" We're like, "Yeah." He goes, "I got five kids." Yeah. He goes, "I go, Family. you have five kids?" He goes, "Every time I get back from camp, we have a baby." Yeah, I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> let, let, I know how that happens, man." Um, but you know, that's that with the fact that he immediately just jumped out that just uh, attachment to your personality. You know, that yeah. that's a testament to how you relate to people and create those personal relationships. Sure. I mean, and the fact that I talked to the guy for two minutes is the world champion. It means the champ. Yeah. And he brings your name up. Man, that's just awesome. Cool, that's yeah. a big testament to you, man. Yeah. So, and I mean, like even to this point, like I stopped doing camps. You know, like it's it's kind of a drain on the. That's the thing you go for six weeks. You yeah. run a business, you're picking that business back up when you get back. So you know, like I had a great great experience. You know, like we've got a great relationship to this day. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's doing his thing. I'm doing mine. You know, like that's that's the thing. I've never even as an entrepreneur. You know, like you 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 got to have that your business in mind. So like. Like my business, my personal brand, I wanted to build that. I started CoachChet.com and yeah. had that, you know, mindset of I want to start this personal brand, you know, like even before I kind of started working with Terrence and, you know, like I didn't want to lose track of that. Like I love the experience that I gained. I loved every opportunity that, you know, he made for me, people that I'd never meet if it wasn't for him and opportunities that opened, you know, up because of him. But at the same time, you know, like, yeah, I got I to gotta have my own shine too, you know, like, yeah. you know, like I... I'm trying to build this. You're trying to build that, and I don't want to take away from that either. Oh you know? no, so no, like, man, no, I'm not going to distract you from what you're doing, you know, and yeah. and and vice versa. So, like, yeah, like I said, awesome guy. Still have a great relationship. We talk regularly, and that's awesome, yeah. though. I mean, it's just, I love I love that it's all coming out of the Midwest and it's out of Omaha. And it's it's I, for me, it's just fantastic. Oh, yeah. It just it's it's amazing. We travel because we travel all over the country when we do store stuff and events and whatnot, and people realize how much health and nutrition comes out of this section of the country. Oh, sure. The number one GNC franchise in the United States for the longest time was from Tilden, Nebraska, who got me in the business, who also got Corey in the business, who started Complete Nutrition, who's not out of it. And then, and then obviously me, and now I'm the biggest in the region. Right. And we all came from small town farming community in right. Nebraska. So it's just crazy that... That, uh, but I think it's awesome, though. I mean, it, it's they said years ago that Omaha is one of the most unhealthy places, and I'm like, man, there's a gym every five feet. I mean, now there's two feet because I keep opening them. But you know, that's the whole point is that, that there's, I I find that to be BS. I think I, and the, we put the pounds in the winter here, we take it off in the spring and summer. It's all based on that. But it uh, what's awesome, I mean, what you're doing and. And the brand you're building is, is fantastic. And the TV show would be yeah. that would be freaking awesome. So it's I mean, gotta happen, man. Well, I love it because I got banned from Julia Michaels' Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook feed. So all <laughs> national trainers, I, I got a little disagreement with her. So I, I'd love to see you jump in. Like a lot of trainers when they get into training nowadays, like they say, you know, I want to be a personal trainer. And they've never never had much experience outside of what they see in a gym. 
so they really don't know what it takes to grow and you know like just just that that period of you know like where it's just feels like it's not working but you know like nowadays like the top fitness trainers aren't even like seeing clients one-on-one so like is it truly your interest to work with people one-on-one is it is your interest to be a uh, a fitness mogul you know like a lot of like i said the top trainers now that have the biggest influence they never see a client uh michael morelli yep. makes five to ten million a year and i don't know that he's ever trained a personal client one-on-one in his life you know what i yeah. mean so like is that is that your ultimate goal to to like how do you want to help people how do you want to affect them one-on-one i would definitely want to work with people one-on-one or in person um i would rather have an impact in somebody's life like my 65 year old client I swear it's a therapy session every time she trains because her and I get to just chat while she's training and she tells me her story and I have quite a story. And so just to be able to have that impact with people one-on-one would be more my goals rather than the $5 million in hands-off. Sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, there's this different, different approach by by all means. And I guess, uh, with that said, uh, how do you measure success with that? Like, are, are you happy? Is there is there a financial goal? Like you said, you like helping people. So, is it is it the finance portion that measures success, or is it is it the word of mouth from For a certain me, amount of people? It would definitely not be financial. Sorry, babe. <laughs> Just cover our health insurance. That's all I ask. Um, for me. Um, Money is definitely not a high priority. Sure. I know. I mean, you have to have money to have a living, but. Um, for me, it would definitely be word of mouth and how happy my clients are. Sure. Um, seeing that progress, seeing that smile, seeing life-changing experiences with clients would be my goal. I was a teen mom. I had my oldest daughter when I was a senior in high school, so I struggled with that. I lived on my own with her. I was in an extremely abusive relationship during that period. Um, left that, came back to Omaha, uh, started my own life with her, um, got into drugs while she was a toddler and got really messed up on meth for a couple years, um, lost her to my family and went to treatment, got clean. Um, I knew that I would never be able to see my daughter again if I didn't get clean. I think it was, I don't know what the statistics are now with meth users and relapse. I think it was um, like a 92% relapse turnout um, with meth users. I've never relapsed. I've been clean for 15, 16 16 years years. now. Um, And so, I mean, having, I went through that struggle, um, getting clean and then just not really having anybody in my life that could guide me through that or um, just kind of doing it on my own. Um, so yeah, I would love to have, be able to change people's lives, whether sure. it's through fitness and training um, or it's through speaking to teens about teen pregnancy or speaking to recovering addicts about staying clean and finding that strength. I think it all kind of ties in together because it all takes that um, determination yeah. and that focus to to keep pushing on. Like we said before, you know, addicts are addicted to being addicted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you can turn that addiction into something healthy, healthy. Yeah. healthy. I mean, you go from being what did you get down to 104 pounds? Yeah, after after my 13 year old was born, I got super anorexic and got down to 108 108 pounds. So yeah. I was just 
stick and bone. And, and, you, and you don't stand up enough for just how powerful it is to go from that to being on stage at like no body fat, pure muscle, right? Owning it, so turning that addiction into something that's completely positive. I mean, that's how many teen moms, recovering drug addicts, could get on stage and win a figure competition in their mid thirties. I know you're not one to boast, but I'll boast for you. That's <laughs> badass. Yeah. So, and I think that if you can help anyone transition on that, that's something. I mean, you should owe society that. Yeah. You know that to yourself. Yeah.